0: Today's program was brought to you by EscapeMaker.com. Visit a farm, escape through the net. Visit EscapeMaker.com for more. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more.
1: Hello, hello, Heritage Radio Network listeners. It is Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. I'm in a shipping container in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and that means it is time for Tech Bites. Every Monday on Tech Bites, we talk about the intersection of food and technology. It's not about cooking technology, immersion circulators, and calcium alginates. It's more about social media, the web, apps, and digital tech. If you like this program, come visit us at heritageradio.network.org. There are thousands more like them. Today on the show, I say this every week at the beginning of the show. I'm really excited about my guests. They're interesting and amazing and truly truly I love my guests today. We're going to be talking about music in restaurants with DJ Timka. Hello, hello. And Chef Laurent Gra.
2: Hi everyone. <laughs>
1: So at the top of every show of Tech Bytes, before we get into the meat of the episode, we start every show like a good meal with an appetizer, and we go around the studio and talk about our favorite apps, things we've discovered, and things we like. So we will throw it out first to Declan, our radio intern. Declan, how are you today?
3: I'm, I'm all right today. I'm a little exhausted. I was at Governor's Ball all weekend doing coverage for Heritage.
1: Well, it's good that you are working, but you're too young to be exhausted. You can be tired later when you're 40.
3: Sleep when you're dead. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I think I would, you know, this is one that everybody knows, but I sort of got into using Twitter over the weekend because one of my assignments while I was at Governor's Ball was to do social media posts. So I had to do three pictures a day and three tweets a day. And um, I don't know. I really, I've never really used Twitter before. It's not something that I use a lot, but I got really into it. It's a lot of fun to just, like, tweet stuff and see what everybody else is talking about. I don't know. It was a lot of fun, and I discovered something new that I didn't know about. So,
1: yeah. That's great. So which handles are you tweeting under?
3: I was tweeting under Govball NYC and Heritage Radio and also Festival Foods because I was... Oh, oh, handles. Oh, I was just tweeting under under my handle, which is just uh, Declan Kristenberry. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Jack is in the back explaining the youngster the difference between handles and hashtags. (laughs) I don't know any
3: of this stuff. This is not like my area of expertise.
1: That's okay. We can make you a social media expert by the time you're done here.
0: Well, you know, the kids know Snapchat and stuff. We can't figure that out.
1: It'll be a multi generational learning experience. Exactly. What's your app for us today, Jack?
0: So my app today is called Periscope. I'm seeing so much of this everywhere. It's a live streaming video app. Um, I was first introduced to it by Laty Sue, one of our hosts. She came in here with a ridiculous spiral selfie stick that she set up on the table and pointed the camera at herself and was live video streaming the show. I was like, that's interesting. Um, And it turns out a lot of companies are using this for concerts, for conferences, um, you know, news, all kinds of stuff. So actually, while Declan was at GovBall, I was able to watch what was happening there on the app. And um, I think I I also watched the the Triple Crown happen, the Belmont Stakes, on this app. So very interesting. It kind of feels like a Wild West thing, like once... Once people catch on, fewer things will be allowed, right? You know, but right now it's 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 that it's a free interesting for all time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: we'll have to get on that. Maybe we'll start periscoping tech Bytes. Totally, Timka. Do you have an app you like now?
4: Uh, yeah, I would definitely say it's Mixcloud, which is um, really good for a lot of people that are you know putting out their own mixes, and uh, as well as musicians who want to put out their own songs. It allows you to do it in a way that. All the songs that you include in your mix get um, categorized and and licensed properly so that each artist within the mix gets the music that they or the the royalties for the music that they deserve and um, it's just a very laid-back simple app to use and you get followers you get metrics so you can see who's using you know who's following you who's listening how many hits you're getting from what areas you're getting the hits so it's just a it's one of those good kind of apps that keeps you in the know with all your listeners
1: it also sounds very much like the business end of music.
4: Yeah, it's, it's become that, you know. Uh, you know, I was using SoundCloud before that, and that was one of those things that went to business. They got so business that you couldn't even post a mix anymore because they would say, oh, you have a song in your mix that's not yours, and that's a copyright infringement, which is ridiculous because every DJ plays other people's songs in their mix, so obviously they're going to be using other people's songs. And Mixcloud found a way around that, um, whereas Soundcloud just started blocking your mixes, so people stopped using it. And now that's that's a perfect example of getting too corporate in the music end of things.
1: So found a way around it, but actually kind of embraced it, and then called it out, and then just yeah. pushed the information to the people who
4: would ring the register and give yeah. it the credit. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: So, and what's the name of that one again? Uh,
4: it's Mixcloud, Mixcloud.com. But the app, you know, you just download it, and you know, you make your own account and have your followers. It's, it's really great.
1: They should invent something like that for recipes where chefs can get credits and royalties for the little pieces of their recipes that and other people absolutely. are appropriating into their mixes. <laughs>
5: absolutely.
1: <laughs> Laurent, do you have an app that you like? Yeah,
5: I
2: love uh, Strava, uh, which I'm using for cycling. It's um, it's an app that uh, retrieves all of the information, um, and you can... Uh, Monitor your rides, your races, you can be part of a community, you can compete on segments um, and build some relationship with people directly through Strava, which is great.
1: The interesting thing about Strava, I've, I've seen the uh, Strava site, it's both for cycling and for running and it connects to your GPS on your,
2: on your garments or on your iPhone.
1: And so it tracks your ride on a map and then everybody who rides the same ride or you can go to the Strava site and look for routes or, you know, trails or races that other people ride and follow, which is good if you're traveling sometimes, too. Yeah,
2: it's great. It's a great tool.
1: So Strava, and it's a little bit like Facebook for cyclists and runners where you can follow people. What's your handle on Strava? My handle? Your Laurent Gras on Strava? Yeah. Okay. So if anybody wants to follow his Strava, (laughs) today my app is a little bit of, um, it's an app that I'm enviously looking at. It's the USA Pavilion American Food 2.0. It's the American app for the Milan Expo 2015, which is happening right now, which is the new name for the World's Fair. And it is happening now until the end of October. And the app is free, it's for Android and for iPhone, and it has everything from real-time, day-to-day events and photos that are happening in social media, and the menus at the food trucks, and the restaurants, and the brunches. And it looks like there's really a lot of fun things happening, and I'm envious, and I really want to go. So I've been watching the expo from a distance via the app, hoping that maybe I get to go to Milan before it closes at the end of October. Hint, hint. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody's listening. So today we are talking about music in restaurants. And it's a good day to talk about that. It's the Apple Developers Conference, and they're going to be releasing a lot of different pieces of news. And one of the things that I think has really impacted music in restaurants was the invention of the iPod back in 2001. Before that, I think music was paid services that brought playlists to restaurants. It was live music and things like that. But now we're really in an age of the iPod DJ and a lot of different things. So Timco has been a DJ in restaurants since 2006. And prior to that was really your classic DJ in lounge and dance floor and things like that. So Mm -hmm. Timco, what has been, you think, the evolution of music in restaurants over the past few years?
4: Um, I think actually it's even going beyond iPods now. It's going to like streaming services like um, Pandora um spotify where <clears throat> when i used to do the ipods you would have people that would come to you and say look i need a playlist can you put it on this ipod for me and you know you would charge them for the time you're spending to select the music for them now it's more like oh well i can just type in the name of my favorite you know restaurant and like buddha bar has its own playlist band there you go and now you created a buddha bar channel on spotify or um pandora for a fraction of the cost that it would cost you know to to do an ipod or to do a curated playlist so it's moving in that direction of live streaming the only downside to live streaming is of course if your internet for some reason goes down you're you're kind of in trouble but um that's the that's the direction i see it going and more and more so
1: so you currently you dj at buddha bar along with hakkasan buddhakan yeah
4: yeah. buddhakan hakkasan and tao i used to play buddha bar back in the day
1: so who? How? How does if, if if you put up a playlist on you know Spotify or Pandora, mm-hmm. and somebody streams that for free, is somebody making money somewhere?
4: The the people making money are the uh, the actual artists of the songs that are being played. Um, I think you can find ways to make money um, through third party, um, you know, like advertising. If the, if you have enough followers, for example, on Spotify, there's these curators on Spotify that have tens of thousands. It's kind of like Instagram, but for music and the more followers they have the more likely some sponsor is going to pay them um, because of their access to all all those people that are listening to their playlists or for that record for that matter record labels will pay them you know to play one of their artist's songs you know
1: so that's great in terms of getting a playlist but what Mm -hmm. you lose is the the actual person who's going to read the feeling of the room and be spontaneous and
2: Mm -hmm.
4: that's something that i feel is lost art in a way walking into a room like if someone says can you make me a playlist, the first thing I ask them is, well, if I can't go to their actual location, I say, can you send me pictures of what it looks like? Can you describe what's on the menu? Can you describe the kind of clientele that you anticipate having? Because that, I'll I'll just go into my, I'll create a mental image of that whole room and the people in there and the whole aspect, and and then I'll start going through my playlists of my library and and pulling songs into folders that correspond to what I would want to have or imagine it being played as I'm there. And, of course, the best thing is after you've done all that and you go there and you experience it live, you can do some fine-tuning tweaks in the case I did uh, when I came to L2O. And that that going in there, there's nothing, nothing beats being there physically um, to really feel out the room and the people and everything. So, yeah, that's definitely something that's being lost and being replaced with this whole live streaming thing. But, of course, it's a lot more cost-effective, so I, I understand the trade-off.
1: So the reason why Timka and Laurent are here together, Timka just mentioned that they collaborated on the music for L2O, which was a restaurant in Chicago that was uh, open from 2007, 8? 2006?
2: No, 2007.
1: 2007, yeah. 2007 and closed last year. Um, It was three-star Michelin in the first Chicago Michelin Guide. And even though it was fine dining and very modern, typically fine dining restaurants don't have music. But you were very specific about wanting to have music in the restaurant.
2: Yeah, I think uh, you know music has a very positive energy. And I think that if you use music as a complement to the experience, I think it's very great for consumer and customer.
1: Did you feel like that was breaking a fine dining rule or a Michelin rule to put music into the no, dining room?
2: No, I, I, you know, that wasn't the goal. I mean, the goal was to make f- people feel very comfortable. And I think the whole experience uh, from l two was, was designed around that, that people will come and will feel very comfortable. And I think music is part of it.
1: So music is an interesting thing, much like cooking, where people have a reaction and an experience and and work with it sort of on the day-to-day basis. I cook, I eat food, I think I can maybe work in a restaurant, I listen to music, I put together my own playlist, I think maybe I could be a DJ. Why not? (laughs) Why not? So, Lauren, you are very interested in music and listen to a lot of music. What did you have in your mind when you thought about restaurant music and when you had your first conversations with Timka? Coe?
2: Well uh, you know I think I appreciate uh, team cat talents and uh, friendship and I think that was the the start of it it, it it's very difficult to you know do something when you don't have the relation the relationship that make you feel comfortable to do you know something which is new to wrestle and I think we you know agree on 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 how music should be played uh, the level of music the sounds uh, the beat And Timka has been very supportive, and I've been very supportive to TeamKa's talents and said, you know, whatever you feel is appropriate, you know, you're free to do it. Mm -hmm. So he has a full feel in front of him, no constraint, um, and just for me, the appreciation of his talent. And that was really uh, the relationship.
4: Yeah, I have to say that was a really nice experience working with you because it's the first time I've really had sort of a, an exciting new... In the past, working with brands like Buda Bar, you already have a preset uh, sort of music um, identity that you're conforming with and enhancing and adding to. But in the case with Laurent, it was just this new project that I could pretty much do what I want, obviously keeping in mind everything, the aesthetics of the restaurant, the the menu and and everything. So it was it was a really fun and exciting project to do. And the fact that Laurent placed so much trust in me made it even easier because I knew that it, it made it personal for me it, I, I felt invested in the project and um, I was really happy with how it came out and of course there's always fine-tuning that happens and that's all part of the process but um
1: so when you started off you know it was fine dining It was a seafood restaurant it was very modern it was Laurent so it had a lot of his personality and characteristics when you you know talked about doing the music at that period in time, you talked about it being um, an acoustic wallpaper and having certain parameters to the kind of music you were you were looking to play. So can you describe a little bit how you came to define those parameters and and what was the final articulation?
4: Well, I remember we had a discussion at one point it 's like do we want to have any vocals in in the playlist and I think it was kind of through a bit of trial and error we yeah. decided it 's better to not have any vocals. Let's have it all be ambient, and at the end of the day, for me, especially in a restaurant environment, especially in a fine dining environment, the the, the music should never overpower or be the center focus of the dining experience. It should simply act as kind of a, like we were talking about a sonic wallpaper to enhance everything, to enhance the whole overall dining experience. And it's not even something you even really consciously notice while you're eating. It's something you just you know you're enjoying yourself and you're having a great evening. If if anything, I think you notice bad restaurant DJ or bad restaurant music because it becomes like a focus, like, oh, this music is throwing me off. If the if music's great, you just had a great evening, you don't even think that the fact that there was music there just enhanced the food and everything else, you're doing the conversation. And that's really what it's about Is is just showcasing, I mean, the food and, and why why people are there to experience that.
1: That's an interesting point to say that when the music becomes noticeable, then right. it can sort of lean on the plus side or the minus side. There are some restaurants who have been taken down a star or gotten a lesser review because the critic thought the music was too loud or not appropriate mm-hmm. or didn't match mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't like it. Or, yeah. you know, conversely, sometimes people say, oh, wow, the playlist was so wonderful, it really contributed to my experience and my enjoyment Mm -hmm. of the restaurant.
4: Absolutely. Um,
1: This is actually a great point for us to listen to some music. Hopefully that's going to enhance our radio experience and find out who the Tech Byte sponsors are.
5: Log on to Escapemaker.com for more ideas on local weekend getaways and day trips, including orchards, farms, and wineries. Or come by Escapemaker's Yellow Tent in Grow NYC's Green Markets and pick up a guide to local agritourism escapes to the green market's own farmers and producers. The guide will be updated seasonally to feature farms, wineries, and destinations in New York City, New York State, New Jersey, Vermont, and Pennsylvania. Plus, Escape Maker will offer overnight packages to these destinations so you can get the full experience. No car? No problem. Escape Maker features plenty of ideas for car-free getaways, including discounts via Amtrak. There's no better time to explore outside the city. Soak up the fresh air and scenery like a butterfly and support your local farmer. Log on to Escapemaker.com to get inspired and make your escape through the net. Well, if you've just tuned in
1: and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bites on HeritageRadioNetwork.org, and today we are talking about music and restaurants with DJ Timka and Chef Laurent Gras. If you want to check out some of Timka's music, you can find him on Mixcloud.com backslash DJ Timka, T-I-M-K-A, and if you want to find out what Laurent Gras is up to these days, you can find him at... LaurentGrasConsulting.com So we have the two of them in the studio today because they collaborated on music for the fine dining restaurant L2O and they were talking about the collaborative process which is a little bit unusual for fine dining because typically the dining rooms are silent. So Laurent, what type of effect were you hoping that the music would put into the dining room?
2: I think it will bring more, a more relaxed atmosphere where people don't feel uh, the silence uh, and the kind of the stiffness of the silence that sometimes, you know, uh, is, is in the dining rooms, which I experienced on my early age when I was working in France in, in very classic, you know, two, three Michelin star restaurant, And I wanted to do something was a little bit more relaxed, you know, and that was really the goal of it.
1: It's true that when you go to a restaurant, especially if you go early and you don't have the noise of the restaurant's service, you can be very self-conscious talking to the people at your table because you don't want to be too loud or maybe you don't want other people to hear what you're talking about and you want to have some privacy. So if you're a restaurant that never gets really loud during service, which most fine dining
2: restaurants do
1: not, then the music sort of helps sort of wrap the diners in a little bit of, of yeah, privacy as it, well.
2: It's a kind of abounding a bounding sound uh, that make people feel good. Yeah, social lubricant it just
1: yeah.
4: gets the conversations flowing and everything. Yeah.
1: So what kind of music did you wind up putting together for the restaurant?
4: We did a lot of ambient um, music, electronica-based ambient music, we, we were at about what 110 to 115 yeah,
2: BPM it, yeah no, no more the, than that the BPM no, no never got that, too yeah.
4: fast
1: so explain that a little bit for people
4: who don't beats per minute um, you know when you on a metronome um, there's different obviously levels usually when you go to a club you're listening to uh, 120 to 130 beats per minute um and um, when you're, I, we thought in a dining restaurant, we don't want to, we don't want to, we want to energize the room, but we don't want to rush people's experience. Obviously, they, we want them to enjoy the food and enjoy the whole the whole process. So we, we we kept everything at about 110 at the most, BPM-wise. And even the energy of the music itself was never um, intrusive.
2: Yeah, and a and, and lot of the sound was also related to, you know, seafood and water right. and yeah. winds and... Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those natural motion, which I felt, you know, was was very great. You know, mm-hmm. there is sounds that I really loved, um, and and we have very good comments from the from the customer also who said, you know, we we love the music here. <laughs> it was great. We should have put out a compilation. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: it's not too late. to yeah, do a true. greatest hits. That's true. We
2: could. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and so you did the mu- you did the music initially for the opening, and then you were updating
2: it seasonally right. as well.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were doing different. Every what, quarter, I think it was. Yeah, we're every quarter. Yeah. Every
2: quarter, we're changing. The, we're adding. We're yeah. not changing. Adding uh, some more sound of the playlist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Subtracting a little bit and then adding, too. It's always a, just to just
4: keep things dynamic.
1: So it's seasonally speaking, what what are the sound points that you would add and subtract to make things more winter or more summer?
4: Uh, I think just in the sound, you can get sounds that sound just more fresh and and. Uh, and using these terms is so abstract sometimes it's like when you hear fashion described it's so abstract but literally there when you listen to it you feel like you're in a seashore or something to that you know effect when you're having the summer spring playlist and then in the winter you want more warm sort of things that keep you cozy especially in Chicago the winters are pretty crazy so I would always I don't know it's kind of like those things what people can see or when they listen to something they can actually see colors as they're listening to to music for me i I get feelings obviously when i listen to certain things so i was going on what that song would elicit in me feeling wise to conform it to the particular season that we were working on
1: and that was the first time that you had done music in a restaurant laurent
2: yeah no that was the first time
1: and did it achieve what you
2: yeah, wanted it com- to? Yeah, completely. The only thing I miss is not having music in the kitchen, <laughs> which I will redo. <laughs> 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 if that I would reopen the restaurant, I, I will do some music in the kitchen. Also, I think it's uh, it's great, too.
1: Would you have had the same? So you didn't have any speakers or any way to port the no, music from the dining room into no, the kitchen?
2: No. Uh, we, we we didn't think about that. But uh, you know, looking back to it, you know, I, I felt that that, that could be great. Not sure during service, but at least during the day, um, that could have been a good compliment, also for the for the for the entire employees. You know, for the prepping, all the prepping yeah. you have to do—that's pretty monotonous, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: maybe that would have been a little faster, per minute. Obviously, <laughs> put some cello
4: <laughs> club beats in there.
1: So, Timka, you did have the opportunity to then go and eat in the restaurant and mm-hmm. listen to your music while mm-hmm. you were eating. So, how mm-hmm. was the
4: overall effect for you? Amazing. It was actually my first fine dining experience. Um, never actually had a, f- you know, five-star fine dining experience with all the courses and the somali and all that. So, it was it was magical because first and foremost, I'm in the place and, you know, it's being looked after. And at the same time, it was... Very satisfying to just look around and see people enjoying themselves and then hear the music that I'd selected and that we'd selected being played and just seeing how that had an effect on the room itself. And then, of course, some of the employees coming up and yo, you made the playlist? That's great. We really like the music. That was <laughs> For me, when the employees are happy, honestly, that's the most important thing for me, even almost more than clients, because they're there all the time. They hear the music Every all day. the time. Yeah. Almost. I almost. I often imagine what they're listening to more than what the client is listening to, because... If they're happy and they're satisfied, that translates over into the room and to the clients and everything as
2: well.
1: So, how sensitive are you both then to music when you go out to eat yourselves?
2: I I like music, but very often music is too loud and, you know, it takes over conversation, which is really uh, what sometimes bothers me. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I appreciate music, but sometimes it's just a little bit too much. Is it the volume or the type of music? Uh, Both both i think you know sometimes the volume is too high and sometimes the, vo- the the music is not appropriate for for the space
4: absolutely yeah yeah it's almost it's i guess it's for me it's the same thing when i go out i have a hard time not listening to the music just because i'm aware of it but um again the times that i have the best moments in restaurants are when i don't notice the music but i had a great dinner
1: Very similar to service, oftentimes the best restaurant service is the service that you don't really notice because Mm -hmm. it's anticipating everything, because it's smooth, because it's so exceptional, and when you start to notice it because it's either too much or too little, then it's something that you start to notice.
4: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: There really is not music in fine dining, though, still to this day, in the United States and in France and in places. Not very much, no,
2: not very much yet. You're a maverick, Leholm. <laughs> pioneer of
4: the Sonic Bridge.
2: Well, I think the maverick was due to our relationship also. Yeah. You know, so, you know, things sometimes happen, you don't plan on it, you think about it, but it just happened because you, you have a relationship who make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you did it. You, that you was know, a serendipitous a meeting. Way, yeah. yeah,
4: it was a great meeting. Yeah. First time.
1: So it also harkens to rules that you think you can break or should break or shouldn't break when it comes to restaurant experiences. A lot of times I think people, restaurant owners, critics, diners, people have an idea of what a restaurant experience should be like and we should do some things and we shouldn't do other things. And music in fine dining is is one that still seems to be sticking though.
2: Yeah. No, it is. I
4: think, too, when you think about it, they, you of know, all the senses we have, taste and smell and, and sound are, elicit the strongest emotional reaction in people. So if you can find a way to combine them and brand that so that I mean, uh, you can really create a strong identity for your brand.
1: So to that point, creating a strong identity for your brand, I always like to ask my guests at the end of each show for a piece of advice that they can hopefully put to use in their lives. So even though we do have all these streaming services that you mentioned, Pandora and Spotify, what if I want to build a a playlist for my restaurant or my bar to really give it some personality, but have it be something that's going to enhance it and not take away from it? What's your best piece of advice?
4: Um, I would say know know who your clientele are, know what, have a very clear idea of who the people are that you want to appeal to, and then from there build your playlist around that. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to matter the most. Because they're the ones that are making a break in your business. So, if you if you have a strong identity and, and understanding of what you what you want, that way then that's the best way to start the playlist. And then from there, I think ask your friends. You know, hey, would you do you have any music that you would want to contribute? You know, because that's the best way. Sometimes your friends will have playlists and stuff, and they're always eager to contribute. So you can start. You know, start with a s Start with ten, fifteen songs, and then build, and it'll snowball into a full playlist.
1: So crowdsource a little bit. Mm-hmm. Would you crowdsource music from your customers also?
4: That's a little tricky because everybody's everybody thinks they know what's you know best. So that can be a little tricky. But yeah, it's something something to consider and really thought about it, actually.
1: Is there an app for that?
4: Uh, <laughs> is there they, a good yeah. app to crowdsource playlists? Yeah, it's called a jukebox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's called Hire the DJ. Right,
4: right.
1: <laughs> and, Laurent, we have a lot at Heritage Radio Network. We have a lot of people who are foodies and who are home cooks. And it is barbecue season now, for sure, even though in New York City sometimes I think it might, summer might never get here. What are your best... Tips and recommendations for having good barbecues and cooking well on the grill. Because I know you've been cooking quite a lot with the wood fire and the open grill.
2: Yeah, you know, summer you, you know, you tend to look at white meat like lamb, chicken, um, even veal. You know, can be uh, uh, can be nice on a on a barbecue. It's you know, red meat are heavier and and. And, and, and sometimes, you know, not, 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 not the best meal for, for summer. You know, light rosé, uh, seasonal vegetable, and, 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 you know, fresh flavor. You know, fresh herbs, uh, lemon, even ginger works well on the barbecue, even, even if it's not like a, a typical, you know, barbecue flavor. How
1: would you use lemon and ginger on the barbecue?
2: Oh, just sliced and, and placed over the meat while uh, it's grilling. Uh, and then, when you flip over the meat, then you know by by the natural heat of the of the meats, then you capture some of the of the of the scents, so it 's just like a fragrance more than anything else
1: just a little infusion, yeah. of something light and fresh yeah
2: just just fresh, fresh i mean summer uh, it 's all about freshness, you know fresh vegetable and fresh cooking and light w- light wine
1: and fresh music
2: and <coughs> fresh yeah, music, yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to this very fresh episode with DJ Timka and Chef Laurent Gras talking about restaurant music. I want to thank them for coming out to Brooklyn to the shipping container at Roberta's Pizza. I want to thank all of the Heritage Radio... Network listeners for stopping by and giving a listen. Come back and see us again next week on Monday at 1 p.m. And if you really like the show, think about going to the website, heritageradionetwork.org, clicking the heart for donate, and throwing us, you know, five bucks or however much you spend on a cup of coffee today. That would
5: be great. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org.